another episode of Vegan Farm at Home. Hey, I'm Danny. I'm so glad you're here and tuning in today. On Tuesdays, we answer quick tips. These are questions that are submitted by listeners who just want to know a little bit more specifically how they can do whatever it is their question is inside of their own home. Today, I'm doing a follow-up on last week's question. Now, last week's episode was a little tricky. Not the concept, but the recording. So if you tuned in last week and it was a little muffled, it was a little wonky, it's been fixed. Go back and listen. It is a really good one. Let me give you a recap of what it is. Annie was asking how she could lighten up a dark room. It has little to no natural light, and she wanted some ways that she could lighten it up. So if you did not listen to episode number 224, go back and listen. Today, however, is what happens if you have a dark room and you want to embrace that moody, broody feeling. So today we're giving five tips for how you can do that too. And before we dive in with all those tips, I want to remind you that we are still doing a giveaway. Last week was a very big week at Fig and Farm at Home. We hit 100,000 downloads, and it's all thanks to you. So if you're interested in winning a $50 gift card to Home Goods, I want you to enter so you have a chance of getting goodies for your own home, your own spring refresh. What do you do to enter? You leave a five-star written review over on Apple Podcast. Take a screenshot and share it with me, either on my DMs on Instagram at Fig and Farm or in email at hello at figandfarmathome.com. If you left a review last week and did not send me the screenshot, that's how you enter. So make sure you go back, send me the screenshot so I know how to contact you in case you win. All right, friends, let's dive into five intentional ways you can turn your already low lit room, a naturally dark room into a moody, broody feel. It can be incredibly beautiful. Enjoy today's show. It's Quick Tip Tuesday. You have questions, I have answers, and I am so glad to be answering them for you today. If you have a question that you want answered on the show, pop into my DMs on Instagram at Fig and Farm. Send me an email at figandfarmathome at gmail.com or join the Facebook group and ask there. bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. Let's hop to it. Let's answer your question. And if you find value in this, I'm sure someone else will too. So make sure you share with a friend. All right, friend. So you have a room that is naturally dark. It doesn't have a whole lot of natural light. And you have two choices. Well, you have three. Technically, you always have three. One is you can just live with it and do nothing. That's always a choice. The second one is you can go back to last week's episode, number 224, and try to be intentional about making it light and bright and airy. It is possible. But what if you decided to not do that? What if you decided to embrace the darkness? And by darkness, I don't mean black, but of course it could. But by darkness, I mean you want to embrace the cozy factor. You want to amplify the way that your room and your home is already set up to be just a little cozier in that one room. So how do you do it so that it feels intentional? How do you feel? How do you do it so it feels a little bit more refined? And how do you do it so it doesn't feel like you just left it as is? That's what we're talking about today. All right, here's what I want you to think about. Last week when we talked about contrast and we talked about bright and airy, that was kind of the concept, the overall arching concept. This time we are embracing the richness. 
And I don't mean richness in terms of monetary value. I mean richness in terms of the tones and the elements you bring in. That is what I want you to think about. So not necessarily contrast this week, but richness. All right, here are the five things. Number one is the color. Your room may already be dark, but what kind of dark is it? I want you to think more of colors that have a really bold, moody undertone rather than a really bold, playful hue that makes it feel moody. And the undertone is generally associated with a darker color like black or charcoal gray, maybe a blue undertone. It makes that color feel more rich. Go for bold in terms of rich rather than bold in terms of playful. No lime green, fuchsia, electric blue, none of those playful colors. Instead, I want you to think of the ones that have kind of almost as if it has a charcoal gray undertone to it. And it could really be any color. Blues can have a charcoal gray undertone. Greens can have a charcoal gray undertone. Purples can. Pinks can. And I want you to think about having that be your foundational layer. Those are generally in alignment with that richness that we're going to be bringing in here. As we think about color, I want you to go one step further and I want you to think about your color palette. So you have the foundational color on your wall. It is a moody color with that charcoal gray undertone, but what next? What other colors can you bring in to create that overall look of richness here? Now, as I'm talking, I'm immediately picturing an old den. I'm immediately picturing college libraries, the Oxford Library though I've never been. It's just in my mind. I'm picturing Narnia. (laughs) I'm picturing places that feel bookish, academic. Usually they have low lighting, lots of shelves, lots of wood tones. They're a little bit more traditional in nature. And that's what I'm picturing here. Now, of course, you can have patterns and other colors and other hues, and it doesn't have to be all monochromatic, but it could. So if I chose my color palette as blacks and grays, I could have a deep charcoal gray with a kind of black undertone on the wall and then lots of grays as my monochromatic color. I could have a really lovely moody blue that has a charcoal gray color on the wall. And then I have some other really rich colors that would complement that. Maybe this is where I bring in some of the purples or the fuchsias, but not the pops of color. I want the moody hues, the ones that have those deep undertones, the ones that kind of feel a little bit like they're hanging out in a preppy, posh Oxford library. Those are the colors. That's what I'm talking about here. So what colors do you have represented here? Now, if we're going moody and broody, you're going to have very minimal white. You're going to have very minimal oatmeals, sands, taupes. You're embracing the bold. All right, the third thing I want you to think about is ambient lighting. And we always want to think about this anyway, because ambient lighting creates a really warm, cozy effect. But when you're really wanting to draw that in and you're really wanting to be intentional, we are not turning on any overhead lights at all. We want that cozy lit corner to invite you in. We want that cozy lit sconce that is hanging out on the wall. We want to have that reading lamp that is sitting right above your chair. We are embracing that cozy and we definitely, definitely want warm lighting, but we want low wattage. That's the key here. Instead of having a little bit of higher watt, which I didn't mention last week, but if you're keeping notes, go back and and put high wattage on that. 
for a, a more brighter, airier room. We don't want an abundance of ambient lighting. We want minimal. But you do, of course, want to protect your eyes. So you do want task lighting. If you're going to be reading in this area, you do want to make sure you have something specifically right near the chair that you read all the time. Number four, we are going to embrace wood accents and brass. This, again, is going to amplify the richness, those hues that are in wood tones. And I'm not meaning white oak here. I'm not meaning bleached natural wood. I'm talking the wood that has some of that orange undertones, some of that maple mahogany comes to mind, cherry comes to mind, but I'm really liking the warmth that is added to some of these woods that have just a teeny bit of that orangish tone to it. And that adds a warmth in an area that is otherwise a little bit cold. Warmth is going to be added when you bring in brass and you can have brass decor accessories. You can have table lamps, frames, candles, picture frames, floor lamps. I can't remember what I said, but I'm pretty sure I repeated myself. You can have brass accents repeated throughout. It's going to add that warmth. Brass sitting on top of a color that is rich with a deep undertone is going to look gorgeous. And the fifth thing I want you to think about is layers and texture. Now, when we're thinking about that refinement that comes with that Oxford Library feel, that den feel, that really cozy, moody feel, I want you to think about velvet. Don't be afraid of velvet. Velvet is very cleanable. You can use that really, really well, even if you have animals. Of course, they might shed a little bit, and that's okay. But having velvet is going to add that little taste of luxury, little taste of refinement that you might have in these moody, broody spaces. Leather is another texture that you can use to embrace that moody, broody feel. If you're going for that den look, that Oxford Library look, that closed in, really cozy, dark, ambient room, leather is going to be a very good pick for you. Just like velvet, it adds that layer of refinement while also being rather relaxed. And one extra bonus tip when you're thinking about patterns and these moody, dark spaces, you want to think about patterns that might lend itself a little bit more to traditional rooms. Instead of choosing something that is geometric and playful in nature, you might want to choose something that you could envision in a traditional home. Florals come to mind, birds come to mind, toile comes to mind. Embracing some of those elements of tradition are really going to be at your favor here instead of fighting against it like you would if you were creating a bright and airy space. All right, friends, I hope that you are inspired. If, if you have a room within your home that is just a little bit less light than you want it to be, I hope that you're inspired to make one of two choices, that you don't stay stuck, that's not an option, but that you embrace either making it warmer, brighter, airier, or you embrace the moodiness. And in either option, if you want help, you can always get support when you come into Home Design 101, where we dive into the elements of design that make up your specific aesthetic, your specific design style, where we talk about layering and texturing, where we talk about intentionality in the choices you make, the things you purge, and the things you bring in. If you're ready to be intentional in your home decorating, I invite you to join us inside of Home Design 101. You can register at figandfarmathome.com forward slash home hyphen design hyphen 101. The link will be in the show notes. Until next time, I'll see you soon. Hey, real quick before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, would you head over to iTunes to Fig and Farm at Home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. 
And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. There's always more room at the table. See you soon.